Jono, Ben and Sharon driving you home. Or not, if you want to get a lift with someone else, we're not the boss here. It is The Edge, Jono, Ben and Sharon. Friday afternoon, we are back in the studio after spending all show yesterday on a bur- uh, billboard in town. Uh, about 12.30, between 12.30 and 1.30 last night is when we finished. What? This morning, don't you mean? Oh, yeah, this morning. I, I finished earlier, then John, I had to stay up there and had we sleep on a bed. I heard you went to sleep. I did, I went it to sleep. It was freezing. It was freezing. And uh, then I, I got woken up by uh, a very uh, boisterous group of drunk people who were here for ASAP Rocky. Uh. And this girl just kept going, your burger's too spicy. <laughs> it's too Spicy. I was like, oh, yeah, it's pretty hot. It's got jalapeno. She's like, I'm just a little white girl. I can't eat a spicy burger. <laughs> she just kept holding this burger. We, we get it. It's spicy. Like, well, it's, you know, it's advertised as that, but it's too spicy. Well, I, I, I don't want to bring you down from the high of being successfully uh, taken off a billboard after, mm. I don't know, 16 hours of being on one. No, oh, his head is getting away on him. Oh, yeah, totally. But Ben... We have made a discovery about Marceton in the, the Wairarapa, where you're from. Yeah, you are no longer the most notable person to come out of Marceton. Well, behind, Jer- behind Jermaine Clement. Yeah, I was going to oh, say yeah, Jermaine Clement. Jermaine Clement. Let's not yeah, forget and, it. And about six All Blacks. Hey, if we could just pull back the curtain, it's not as funny if you mentioned Jermaine Clement. Okay, oh, okay. so, so just forget for, about Jermaine. For the purposes of, for the purpose this. of this break, Ben. You are no longer the most <laughs> coolest person that has come out of Marston. Somebody there is an international celebrity, and we didn't even know they were there. Jono, Ben, and Sharon, The Edge. Now, Sharon has uh, come to work today with some uh, potentially crushing news for I me, Sharon. I am here to absolutely break your balls. You thought, apart from Jermaine Clements from Fly the Concords, that you were the biggest TV star to come out of Masterton. Mm. And also the uh, dude who won the uh, National Sharing Championships. Oh, yeah, that guy too. <laughs> yeah, the Golden Chairs, yeah. It turns out you're not. Well, okay. <laughs> There's somebody that has been quietly living in Masterton that has 1.7 billion views on YouTube. Mm. 1.7 billion? And billion. You'd, you'd wander into the office, you'd be like, look who's here, Masterton's favourite son. <laughs> he, never he, once said he's that. He's got it on business cards. <laughs> this person, This person has been living there under the radar, is extremely famous with one of the biggest songs in the world right now. I would like to reveal to you who has taken your crown as Masterton's pride and joy. Yeah? With 1.7 billion views on YouTube. That's on. She's nine years old. No. Her name is Elaine Kim Johnson. Does that name ring a bell? No. Does this song ring a bell? to Masterton and has been living there since last year. No. Yes. So you, and you're, you're nothing. She has yeah, been... Well, yeah, I mean, this nothing. is bigger than when James Cameron came here because we gave him heaps of text breaks. Well, he lived in the Wairarapa as well. So her mum says that they've been... Uh, she had successfully been modelling in Korea since she was four when she got asked to audition for the Baby Shark video and they, they thought that maybe she was going to be a little bit uncoordinated but she got it because they loved her energy and she got in the video. She's been living in here, living here, not thinking it would become this big internet phenomenon. She's just been in humble old Masterton from the last uh, five months. Hi, well, that's no, where you go to hide. That, almost a year. If you don't want anyone to find you, just go to Masterton. 
I know. Well, there you go. Well, she's a big celeb. <laughs> she's just living in Masterton, going to St. Patrick's School, and she's a legend. Well, there you go. Wow. Now her greatest feat will be trying to escape Masterton. Yeah, it's I know. It took me 18 years to get to do that, guys. And it was quite cool. Her school, St. Pat's, they made her do a performance of it at school, and she's she's being humbled by her school. But there you go, Ben. My mind is blowing. The baby shark girl is living in, in, in Masterton. The school wow. made her do the performance. She would have been like, Oh, guys, can we not? Can we not? <laughs> well, there you go. Hey, that's some interesting news, Sharon. Merry Christmas and if a anyone happy knows new year. Her, If anyone knows her, we want to talk to her. Well, she's nine, so I don't want to hustle her too much. No, I want to hustle her hard, we mate. Did, we tried. She's very busy growing up. Jono, Ben and Sharon, The Edge. Oh, for goodness bloody sake, what's up with magpies? What's their beef? Why are magpies such, pardon my language, diddle bums? They're very aggressive birds, aren't they? I don't know what it is with magpies. Because look at them. They're the coolest looking birds, right? So you think they're going to be, you know, a cool bird. It's like, hey, how's it going? Or they're going to be like, you know that guy, the Fonz on the TV, like when you're real young, he's like, hey, Yeah, they do look cool, but they are the assassins of the sky. They are absolute Mm. boo. So I was taking my dog for a walk today, mm. right? Like to give her some exercise. And I thought... Hey, Warren, you know what? I'm going to take you to the park. This was in between, go for a run. Her, in between her therapy session and her uh, water yeah. treatment that she yes, gets done yes, as well. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. And so I took her to the park to have her run around off the leash, give her some freedom, get the wind beneath her wings. And all of a sudden, this massive magpie out of nowhere flies down and swoops on me, mm. then swoops back mm. and narrowly misses Warren's face, like going uh, beak to face. Probably by about 10 centimetres. Swoops again, so close to my head that I feel it's over my head. And I think, holy shiver me timbers. Oh, they'll be nesting. They'll be nesting. I scoop up Warren and I run as this magpie is staring at me like, you want to go? You want to go? I think it's going to come and swoop for me again, but this time like full spin torpedo and just like cut me in half in the middle of the park. But I've never had a good experience with a magpie, ever. No, What's well, their beef? Well, it's their nesting. It's their nesting. But the but how many good experiences you have with other birds? So. I wasn't anywhere near their nerd. Yeah, well, exactly. A sparrow. Sparrow's never done anything to me. Oh, sparrow came and sat on her shoulder. <laughs> sang seagull. a little song. Yeah. Never done anything to me. Yeah. Parrot repeated everything she said back to her. A pelican picked her up from work the other day, dropped her home. I've honestly <laughs> never, ever had a bad experience with a bird other than a magpie. Well, it's because the, well, the nesting thing. But the irony is they get very aggressive around nesting, but we're not we're no threat to the nest. We're not even I was literally in the middle of a baseball mm. like a softball pitch. I, I was nowhere to, near a tree. Like where's walking, your nest? I remember walking to school and I uh, had my tennis racket, rendered one unconscious. Came flying in. <laughs> okay, okay, that's a bit okay. far. Hey? That's a bit far. Was it coming for your face? Yeah. Okay, well, I guess if it's self-defence, whether you're going to get a beak no, to the face. Like, oh, mate, hold on, that's a bit Oh, well, far. it sounded like you just snuck up on it. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 he was, he was dying. Yeah, back. okay. I thought you just got on and started hitting it. But if yeah. it's about to attack you and dismember yeah. you, then I guess you have to defend yourself. Oh, but it's the like amount of rats I uh, took legs off and stuff when I was a kid. Okay. Um... Well, it's like there's the stories of the kids in um, Australia that have had their eyes picked out by magpies what? and stuff. Yeah, they've been ad- magpies attacking. I'm telling you, magpies are diddle bums. 0800 The Edge, text to 3343. Let's get into this. Let's get old David Attenborough on this stuff. When my magpies attack, let's talk about it on the radio together as friends.
All right, oh, I don't know the edge. Three, hey, three, ben, four, three. Be more committed to win magpie tax. It's going to be great. Well, he hasn't had a chance to talk over the last three minutes. <laughs> yeah. Fuck, you can talk, mate. You came in with your bloody I kill animals speech. Who's <laughs> just waiting for you to take a breath? And you're yeah. coming Sorry, now. Ben, it's ben is there Sorry, anything you would like to add about look, when magpies attack? Look, I'll just say, I, right at this stage, three and a half minutes into the chat, I'm just going to say, oh, I had the years, three, three, four, three other texts. I got Thank some magpie you. facts for you guys. 2017, Australia named the magpie their bird of the year. Bird of the year? Bird that attacked the most in a year? Everyone thinks magpies like shiny shiny things. Apparently they're scared of them. A group of magpies is called a parliament. Mm. Did not know that. And uh, magpies recognise themselves in mirrors. Oh, there we oh, go. Those, those facts brought to you by Google.com. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Ben. Right, thanks, Google. Great stuff. I thought that, well, I suppose if you live in a country that's got crows, the magpies probably... Yeah, you've got two horrible options. Okay, you're standing up for the magpie a little too much for my liking. We don't have crows here. The bad boy bird of the, of the country is the magpie. Mm. And the magpie swooped on me. I heard it was my... Bryce. It happened to Bryce. Okay. I listened to the morning Someone Rumble this morning. Someone texted 3343, and it sounds like Bryce has stolen my story and told it on the radio well, this morning. First? It's my story. <laughs> Bryce Casey's told the same story. Your husband told the same story on it's The Rock this morning. It's my freaking story. I will ring sounds, him sounds now like and prove it. happened it. to him first, and you just listened to his show. I'll ring him and I will validate this happened to me and not him. It's Thank you very when much. Bryce, when I heard Bryce tell, I was like, geez, he's, yeah. this really oh, happened to don't him. Like he don't, lived through it. don't even be. See, I bet he won't even answer because he knows. He knows that I'm going to call him out. You're going away for a weekend together this yeah, weekend, well, too. Yeah, well, sounds like the sexcation is going to be <laughs> the no sexcation at this point. Got a, uh, oh, oh that the call. little bitch. Anyway, it was my story. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's just texted me saying, if that's you, I can't talk him on the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's polite of him. Yeah. Anyway, we're talking about when magpies attacked because I almost got attacked by a magpie with my dog. Maddie, tell us about your magpie experience. When did a magpie Hello. attack? Oh, me and my mate were like, we were just at school at, when we, was, we were about eight years old. We were just at lunchtime and. We just saw a whole lot of magpies that were swooping down and we went to go run for cover and, I don't know, they went for him instead of me, but they got both of his eyeballs and, yeah, both. And, and one to this day, like, I'm um, still in contact with him now. He's still got, he's only got one eye. No way! Yeah, I told you they were devils! I, I didn't think they that are, was legit. evil. Jeez! I'm, I'm sure they're from Australia, eh? That should explain a few things. Oh, yeah, you're Should've right about that, Maddie. Immigrant magpies. Immigrant Winston Peters Ooh. would not be happy about these magpies. If someone texts in from Australia, they said magpies are horrible. Our childhood was fun, apart from getting magpies swooping on us and our bikes. We used to glue bits of foil to our helmets to make them shine, so it would, uh, like, defer them away. Um, we got Steph. You reckon that magpies are getting a hard time and one of them's your friend? <laughs> yeah, when we were younger, I can't remember how we got it, but we got a um, baby magpie. And they actually, if you get them as babies, can be kind of awesome pets. They're so full of character. Um, and they were never nasty, apart from if you had super shiny jewellery on. <laughs> oh, wow. go light and incense, you dream-catching hippie. They're horrible birds. <laughs> horrible birds. They are horrible birds. I won't have a kind word said about them. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Steph, thank you so much for calling through. We really appreciate it. And uh, hold the line. We're going to send you along to the movie. See Kevin Hart and Tiffany Haddish in their new movie, Night School. Jono, Ben and Sharon, The Edge. Now, I went to The Edge is the phone number. I want to know, uh, what's the most random thing you've got in your boot or had in your boot, your car boot? Because I wonder if you can beat Jono. Hey, listen, this is incriminating. It is incriminating. 
So today I had to put something, because uh, Jono's got his old car and he's like, we can't leave your laptop in the middle of the mm. car because his car doesn't lock properly. Yep. Thanks for telling New Zealand that. <laughs> <laughs> so, Appreciate that. <laughs> it's a very distinctive looking car too. <laughs> and you don't need a key to start it. It's black. Yeah. The number plate is. Yeah, yeah. And if you want the keys, just under the front left wheel. Yeah. Uh, so you put stuff in the boot. And so as I went to put my laptop in the boot, because as I said, the car doesn't lock properly at the front seats. Um, and I'll be parked tonight on <laughs> Fort Foundry Street. Uh, what's inside his boot? But a countdown basket. Uh, that he'd taken from the supermarket. Your, is this your protest because you can't use plastic bags so and you refuse to buy one of those What he's done now, he, like, he said, oh, I turned up at the supermarket the other day, didn't have my reusable bags. Oh, my God. I was joking, Jonathan. So he took the plastic basket home. Oh, my God. And I returned it. And then took it home again. Because <laughs> it's still in your car. Sure I've, clocked, I've clocked it. No. No, no single-use no. plastic bags. Just take the, the, the things. No. What did you do when you got home? Because I don't imagine your wife would be very impressed if you turned up no. and like, hey, Doll, I've done the supermarket shopping and here's my basket I stole. I reckon well, Doll would be dark. Yeah, Doll. Well, because whenever I do that stuff, she's like, because I did the story about the warehouse the other day where I just went in and, you know, changed the batteries in store <laughs> on a toy I'd bought and just ripped the thing. Anyway, she's like, come home. She's like, oh, Jono. Comes home thinking he's the bee's knees. Doesn't have to stick to the rules of everyone else thinking you don't stink. That's what she says to me. That's what very, very true. Because I've I can noticed imagine that, it. So, so uh, there's Countdown Supermarket in Auckland, one of the first to go plastic bag free. Out of their 200 shopping baskets, 194 <gasps> have been taken by people like Jono. They've got six <laughs> baskets left. Well, this is a lesson to them. They shouldn't have taken away the plastic <laughs> no. bags. Why don't you just spend a dollar? You've yeah, got two jobs. It's a dollar to get a reusable bag. A dollar. Or just use your bloody arms. Your ring a ring don't look broke. Yeah. Use those. You're making me feel bad now. Yeah, you should. You stole. What are your children going to say? Yeah. What did you say to Ben yesterday? You're a father. But you're a father. And you're shoplifting. When I'm standing there in a bikini on the side of the rack. Which countdown was it? Oh, Hey, Which countdown was it? It'd probably be the Royal Oak. Was the Royal Oak one or the Green Lane? Green Lane. It'd be the Green Lane one. Maybe we should look that up and you should ring and apologise. The Green Lane countdown. That'd be the one. Don't mean, no. Hey, guys, something's happened. No one was meant to see this. That's why I was hidden in the boot. This is not for on-air consumption. But if you left it in the backseat, it could have got stolen, couldn't it? Don't call She put it safely in the boot. Sharon. 522, yeah. We've got to play a song. We don't make me call them. Do we? No, you got a long. You can't do it. You got a message. No, no. no now oh, it's ringing. Go, they're it's not going to answer. It's ringing. They'll find out what they think about your shoplifting. Don't make Johnny. me do this. No, they're not answering. You better hope they're not. Voice busy. breaks blowing out. Too long. Well, we One can more come ring. Back. One more ring. We'll keep there ringing. There we go. We'll not going to answer. Oh, that's we'll done. play a song. Sorry, we'll... guys. They're never going to we'll come back with the big apology next. Answer. We'll, we'll keep trying them. We'll play a song and we'll, he'll apologise just before scandal. We're not putting that in the too, the too hard basket, Jono. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've got that in the boot of my car. Jono, Ben and Sharon, The Edge. Okay, so let's talk about Shortland Street. And the other night, my favourite couple on the street in Ferndale is Curtis and Becky. I love them very much. I love the people that play them. And sadly, what happened was Becky, who's going out with Curtis... She started pashing her ex-husband Tank in the middle of the bloody IV. The but she left Tank for Curtis. 
She left Hank for Curtis. And they yes, were true did. love. But then... Now And so now they've decided that Curtis still loves Esther, which I'm very pro that relationship as well, and Becky still loves Tank. So they've, they've just gone back to their true loves, which is fine. But the thing was about this is that This Becky, is the audio version of Shortland Street, by the way, if yeah, you just tuned in. This is, I'm struggling to, to keep up, but anyway, some stuff, someone's been passionate someone they shouldn't have. Yes. And so Becky, though, she, when she cheated on Curtis with Tank, just did it in the middle of... The IV, like in broad daylight, coffee time, not even drinking. But that's where everyone from work goes, right? Yes. It's the only place they can go. <laughs> that or the hot, uh, the cafeteria. But that's the thing, is that... She's done a full 360. She, yeah, but she cheated on him in public, which is just so risky. It'd be like going to the cafe for brunch and having a pash in front of all your workmates. Awkward. Do you know Very the most awkward. awkward cheating situation I saw is a friend when I uh, we were about 18 years old. Mm-hmm. Hooked up with uh, our friend's mum. <gasps> what? Mm. Dad never found out. And you walked in. Wait, the mum, mum the mum was still with the dad and oh, was. Oh, was she not a single lady? Yeah, she wasn't. A, she, she wasn't <laughs> a part of Beyonce's single, single ladies. No, bit. Really? No. Wow. Beyonce did a song called Married Ladies. She was one of them. Really? Shivers. And so, did your friend find out that your mate had hooked up with his mum? No, 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 no. We and did the dad find out that she? No, was... no. I think, as far as I know, they're still. Uh, Still a happy man, Harry. Happy Does that happen? Is it because I always thought that was just like a Stifler's mom, American Pie, yeah, American rom com kind of movie? Does that actually happen when people hook up with people's parents? Well, you're hoping that you've you've even publicly stated that when your son is a teenager, you want his friends to lust after you. Well, oh yeah, I'm not going to yeah. hook up with them, but I want them to find me attractive. I want to be <laughs> a be milf. The hot, the hot mum. I want to walk in on my son's friends going, oh man, your mum's such a milf, and I'll be like, oh boys. <laughs> but why is she wearing <laughs> fishnet cookies? <laughs> why is she wearing fishnet like, stockings and a leopard mini dress? <laughs> Mrs. Casey, can we make a song about you? It's called Tyson's Mum. She's got it going on. And you can just like star in it and be like, oh boys. <laughs> Do parent hookups happen a lot though? That's what I want to know. Yeah. Yeah, I do people I've never heard of it. people's parents? I don't oh, know geez. anyone. I don't reckon it is. I reckon you're an anomaly, and right. I don't think anyone's ever hooked up with their friend's parents. Let's throw it out there. Oh, 800 the years, Ooh. 3343. Um, you don't have to say your name. You don't have to say names and all those sort of things. You keep the details a bit vague, but we want to know if it actually has happened to you or someone you know. Yeah. Have oh. you hooked up with a friend's parent? Namaste. Oh, these are going to be some Nicole. racy calls. <laughs> Welcome. Yeah, hello. You hooked up with your friend's parent? <laughs> no, uh, it's not like that. Um, I went to town and met up with my guy friend and my mum hooked up with his mate. Shush, shush, shush. And how did that go down? <laughs> well, don't shush because we still need <laughs> no, no, shush, shush. Uh, it's a bit embarrassing, as you can <laughs> understand. But you were okay with it? No, it was a one-night thing, but still, oh well. And so did they come uh... back to your house? Yeah. And you woke up in the morning, you're like, hey... Grunter, or whatever his name was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh my god, I couldn't, I couldn't be in Could that situation. S- were they bumping and grinding on the dance floor or something? Uh, never to be mentioned again. Never. To, oh, so you don't talk about it now? <laughs> no way. Oh, except for us, except for a little chat yeah, to us, but we change names right, and yeah. stuff. Oh, jeez, yeah. okay. It happens, guys. <laughs> you, you know, but from a uh, from an older lady's point of view. It's probably quite nice to know that yeah. the attention is still there. Coogity McCoogcoog. Andy, welcome to the show. And you hooked up with your friend's parents or other way around? 
Um, yeah, I hooked up with, say, oh, she was my ex-girlfriend at the time, but her mum. No! Andy, you SOB! How could you? Well, so we were at a wedding, and um, I was a groomsman at the wedding, had a hotel room to myself, um, <laughs> nice king-size bed. Well, he's telling you how he did it. I think she was more meaning sort of with your morals, how did you do it? Yeah, so the bed was there, it was in the room. Now, can I just say that this next call is an absolute stonker. <laughs> All right. Blair, is this like roll the cameras on this? Here's some, web, here's some web hits. Okay. Blair, welcome to the show. Please Hi. share with the group your story about when your friend hooked up with your dad. Oh, not a problem. So <laughs> we are talking in at about 1996. And my friend, yeah, it must have been a great year. My friend decided it was uh, a good idea to stop looking at boys her own age and go after my dad. So she she pursued him? Oh, yeah, she definitely did. And she definitely got him in the sack, too, because they have a kid together. So so was your dad with with your mum? Pardon? Was your dad single? No, my dad was with my mum. That's oh. why they divorced. Oh my God. Holy oh. shiver me timbers. So you can't get away from your friend now because your friend hooked up with your dad, mm-hmm. broke up his marriage. And it's now your stepmom. Mm-hmm. And now you've got a sister. No, no, I've got definitely got a sister. But not long after that, I'd say about a year and a half later, they separated and he just moved on. What? Wow. Oh my God, Blair, yeah. that is crazy. You don't need friends mm-hmm. like that, that's for sure. But do you no. like you like your sister? <laughs> I've never met her. I've seen pictures of her. Her mother decided it was all my fault somehow. What? And yeah, yeah, it was all my fault that she met my dad, and it just went all downhill, and she moved. Well, technically speaking, technically speaking, it is all your fault that she met your dad. <laughs> oh, shut up, friends, that's right, yeah. yeah. Hey, thank you so uh, much yeah. for sharing your story wow. with us, Blair. Sorry you had to go through no that. Way. Ah, not a big deal, it's all good. Uh, oh, thank you so much. Jono, Ben and Sharon, The Edge. Hello, look who's in the studio. Uh, w- welcome to The Edge Studios, Dom Harvey. Thanks, guys. Another big get for your show. <laughs> oh, yeah. Now I understand why Dom let me go on a show to talk about Gogglebox, because he wanted to come on this week and talk about his book being re-released. <laughs> hey, so you, you've tacked a few extra pages onto your book. It's a re-release. This is uh, a story about running that you wrote. Yeah, running a love story. Uh, it was originally published a year ago. Um, so it's a re-release with about 50 new pages on. Wow. <laughs> I'm just going to, you know, update it every year. Oh, <laughs> it's just got some new running stories at the end of it. <laughs> on Sunday, I went out for a jog. <laughs> that was a nice jog. <laughs> the end. I love that the guy that asked the most inappropriate interview questions has brought in a publicist as well. So, Abba, welcome to the show. Hi, Sharon. And um, Abba is going to uh, veto any inappropriate questions that we asked Dominic this afternoon, which is uh, very boring, you know. Well, Sharon, I'd like to think in the first place there wouldn't be any inappropriate questions. We're here to talk about the book. What's your <laughs> We're here to talk about running. <laughs> And that's all we'll discuss. So, Dominic, you've got a new book out. What's your girlfriend's name? You definitely don't have to answer that, Dom. Oh, hey, hey, Sharon, I want to answer it, but, you know, hands are tied. Okay, fine. <laughs> Dom Harvey, how much do you get paid? Oh. I really want to know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, and, uh, Dom, actually, speaking of the book, um, you uh, there's an audio version made of your book, right, and you didn't get the job. 
Yeah, this is um, quite hurtful. So it was picked up, picked up by um, Audible, who was, which is run by Amazon. Yeah. Um, and they, they got me to like send like a, a demo MP3, like just a, you know, me reading a page of the book. Um, and then they they hired someone else. So you, as a radio Aww. announcer of a few years, you'd be like, "This is I've got this. This is sure. This is yeah. my thing, right?" Yeah. So I'm I'm and I'm, I'm thinking Chang probably recorded it badly and sent oh. it through, so it was distorted. Yeah. Chang probably like, "Here's a gig for me." He thought <laughs> <laughs> he was like, "Yeah, Dom, I recorded you." Then he revoiced it, sent it over. What do you think it would sound like if uh, Chang voiced your book? Yeah, oh, I think that would sound amazing. What you, give us an impression. We don't need to answer oh, that, that, Sharon. Seems... I'm jumping in as your publicist. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the audio of the of the person who actually got the gig. We went out for a five kilometer jog, and less than two kilometers in, Sev got the stitch and had to stop. We walked and talked for a bit, and he asked about Berlin. He seemed in awe of the fact that I was able to run that far without stopping. For a moment, I was like a Marvel hero in his eyes. What do you think of it, honestly, Dom? That's someone else reading your words. It makes mate. you sound smarter, eh? Yeah, it does. He sounds great. But it's just weird hearing someone he's he's talking about my life like he's talking about he's talking about how hard it is to get up early in the morning to do a breakfast show. You're like, you didn't do that, mate. <laughs> you didn't do that. Turned up a ten, to a cushy voice booth. That's your sexy voice, man. That's quite interesting because you uh, you are I don't uh, run really like I give it a yeah not like you or anything. But a lot of people find your book about running really inspiring, which is quite amazing. And you did five marathons in five days recently. And one of the most common things that people said, apart from the fact that it was an incredible feat, was that uh, they didn't like you, but now they liked you because you did such an amazing thing. What is it like to hear things like that about yourself? Because I feel like I would feel a bit sad if people said it to me. Oh, no, I'm, I'm stoked that you can be like a, a complete douche for 25 years and you do one nice thing. <laughs> <laughs> do a little bit of running. <laughs> is it your biggest book so far? Um, in terms of pages it is, yes. Not bad. <laughs> sales, sales figures. Uh, from the publishing company? Uh, no, it's a, it's no. A, no. She's, she's oh. like, we had to add 50 extra pages <laughs> to try and make up our numbers. <laughs> uh, next, Dom, hang around. We want to get you to do something. And we've been arguing whether you will do it or not. It's a phone call we want you to make. Jono, Ben and Sharon, The Edge. Dom, I want to play a game with you. This is called Nuns the Word, okay? So we're going to phone Paper Plus. And you've got to try and get the person on the other end of the phone to uh, say the title of your book. But there's certain words that you can't say. Okay. You can't say none of these words. Love story, running, Dom Harvey. Okay. <laughs> or Dominic Harvey. Oh, Sharon. Throwing that little curve. <laughs> ring, ring the paper plus that he went and signed his own books in. Did you, sign, did you sign some books in the paper plus, did you? He went in there. They didn't even ask him to. He just started signing them. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> They're like, you're going to have to buy that. <laughs> or was that Jay? Welcome to Paper Plus in New Zealand Post and Kiwi Bank. You're being transferred to the operator. Hello, Diane speaking. Uh, g'day, Diane. I'm uh, looking for a book about jogging. Uh, do you have anything in stock at the moment that you could recommend? Um, I'll just go and have a look. Hang on. Thank you very much. Someone looking for a book on jogging. Do we have a book on jogging? Are you there? Yeah, yeah in, in particular by New Zealand authors. Oh, okay. So you weren't specific on um, on a specific title. Um, there's one on running. Oh yes. Um, by um, oh, I'm just down in the area now, trying to put my hand on it. Uh, by the um, oh, where is it? He's he's the guy on the radio. Oh, very um, handsome. Very handsome. No. Um, <laughs> Is he nice um, though? He's a nice guy, right? Lovely guy. 
No, the guy who was married to JJ Feeney. <laughs> What's mm. his name? I'm just trying to find out. I'm, yeah. I'm sure he's lovely. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, if you want to pop in and just, um, we can have a look at those. What's, and, um, yeah. I know, what's, what's his name? I know, I know the guy you're talking about. You're, John Harvey. Yes! yes! Hey, uh, you're there. It's, it's, it's John O'Ben and Sharon calling from the Edge radio station. We've got Dom Harvey with us right now. Oh, trying to, me? Yeah, he was yeah. trying to get his book, but he couldn't say certain words. And it yes. felt like you couldn't say certain words, including his name as well. Why yeah. did you set me up? Uh, <laughs> well, so not handsome, <laughs> not nice, not funny. <laughs> Clearly you're a big fan. <laughs> no, I'm just doing my job. Oh, oh, I don't even under the letterbox. Right. Hey, but, um, how's, how's the book going? Did, did they arrive today or are they on the shelf already? No, because we're still waiting through 20 other boxes of stock at the moment. It's Christmas time has arrived in the oh, store, geez. but it will be oh, on man. our shelves. How many, how, many bo- how many copies of my book did you get for the uh, Christmas rush? Like, oh, 15, probably about 16? 20 from memory. 20? Oh, good. Oh, oh, oh my we God. We them high and watch them fly. Stack them high and watch them fly. Paper You hold the line. We've got a $50 BK voucher. Burger King coming your way because you're oh. an awesome sport. Oh, thank you. Good on you. Well done. Hey, well done, Doc. Yeah, yeah thanks. And thanks it was for a humbling him. experience. <laughs> thanks, thanks for reminding me of my failed marriage. Oh. <laughs> hey, Dominic, it's all good because uh, you've got a new book out and if you feel sorry for Dominic and his uh, failed marriage, then please go buy a copy of his new book. He'd yeah. really enjoy it. I, well, admittedly, didn't buy the last copy of it, but I bought all your other books and I will buy the re-release. Yeah. That's good. Please do because I will. Uh, I will because know, I know that you he need. He's got much going for him right now. Guys. I know you need the money. When you've got, you know, your flash house in Ponsonby, yeah. it's not going to pay for itself. Well, I got to buy JJ out of the mortgage. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. <laughs> running, Let's help Dom get his house back. Uh, running a love story, uh, Dom Harvey. Uh, thanks for coming in, buddy. John Ben and Sharon, The Edge. Sunday on three, a brand new series of Married at First Sight starts 8.30 after the block. And joining us in the studio right now, Wayne and Julia, two of the contestants. Is that what you say? Two of the people looking for love. A, yes. bride, a bride and a groom from Married at First Sight, New Zealand. Very Poss- exciting. Possibly victims. Victims. Yeah. It's hard to well, tell, right? Well, we did see last season. Did you guys watch last season of the New Zealand show? Yes. Yeah, I definitely did. Yeah. You? And you thought, that's the place I'm going to find love. Yeah. <laughs> Were you scared? Because it was quite savage at some point. Yeah, oh, just from watching it. Yeah. yeah, that's where I got most of my nerves from, was just worrying about... um. Yeah, how you be betrayed and what's going to go on and mm. if you're actually going to find love. So, yeah, it's pretty much just shitting myself the whole time. Because, <laughs> Wayne, you were just saying before that you're not really a big fan of cameras and media and all that sort of stuff. I'm like, why did you sign up to Married at First Sight? Yeah, I, I just actually thought <laughs> that I'd just yeah, fly under the radar and just get a wife and then live happily ever after. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, yeah, there's cameras in my face every day. I know. Well, and Julia, when, when you got into it, what made you want to be on the show after seeing last season? Because you've got to avoid being in, like, the pretty committee and stuff like that because it looked terrifying. Oh, God, yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I just kind of didn't have a lot of luck in Christchurch and thought, why not? Give it a go. Because, like, 97% of the ladies on the show are from Christchurch. I know. What is this saying about Canterbury and men? No, because I thought there was, like, a massive influx of dudes in Christchurch at the moment because there was all the hot Irish builders and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. They've been laying the foundations yeah. and getting laid, yes. but not much else. Yeah. Oh, gosh. And so, uh, Wayne, what was the highlight of the experience so far for you? Um, probably just, yeah, just surviving, really. <laughs> <laughs> all the other awesome people. On so, Wayne, you're, yeah. not, you're not allowed to say too much about, um, you know, your, your partners and all that sort of stuff. Um, but I did notice that one of your things was uh, you didn't want an Auckland Blues supporter. 
Oh. <laughs> <laughs> now you're allowed to say if you got... Well, to be honest, there's probably not that many left of the Auckland Blues supporters, but... Yeah, the limited amount that's left. But did, but, you, um, did your wife, was she an Auckland Blues supporter? Can you tell me that? Um, no, she's not. So okay, there it, we it's go. all good. We're off to a good start. <laughs> so, because, like, obviously you've mentioned the Auckland Blues thing. Uh, do the producers ask you what you're looking for in a partner? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yep. do they? And, and so what were yours, Julia? What were your, oh, what were your well. credentials, mate? Oh, it's going to sound a bit soppy, but um, someone emotionally intelligent and uh, caring, honest, um, kind. Have you got that in the husband that you've received? Um, this is where they, they well, you're just going to have to watch and find you. out. Jason from publicity, he's <laughs> waving his head, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, they can't say that if we haven't seen it yet because yeah. then it's going to ruin the whole premise of the show, Jonathan. Friends and family, what do they think when you, um, Julian Wayne, when you know when you guys said, I'm going to be on the show? Oh, my mum was all for it. She's pretty cool and open-minded, so she was like, yeah, go for it. Jump in. That's good. Why not? What about your family, Wayne? Um, all my mates just yeah, pretty much said that I'm a dickhead. And, <laughs> and my mum just went, yeah, I knew you'd do something stupid like this. Well, because it's like having a relationship on steroids, isn't it? isn't it? So you straight away, instead of just having that kind of honeymoon period where you sort of start getting to know each other, you straight away have to start going in and talking about some pretty heavy feelings. Was that quite intimidating to go straight into, this is how I feel, chat? Massively. Yeah. You're doing everything backwards. It was so weird. Was it a bit... That is so weird. Do you think now that you've done both, going in, balls to the wall, this is how I feel, this is what I want, as instead of just kind of skirting around it, that that's a better way to do it? Oh. I don't know. I'm, I'm just happy I saved heaps of money on taking them out on dates and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> do you not have to pay for the dates if you're doing them on the show? No, no, definitely nah. not. Do you organise the dates? Uh, we've got input yeah. into it, but yeah, it's just mm-hmm. common interest and all so that. So you say, stuff. mate, I want to take her to some Italian, and then they say, okay, and then they sort you out in try Italian place. Try to restaurant we can. And oh, that's right, <laughs> trying to work the MediaWorks credit card, the yeah. credit card. Hey, mate, the company is not doing well. <laughs> <laughs> if you could just be a bit easy on your extravagant meals. We're doing our company lunches at McDonald's, so I mean Burger King, yeah, thank so you, you guys thank you, as well. Yeah. Oh, either you guys try to Jono or a Ben Burger, we've got to do our... Uh, oh, I did see that. That's where the winners go on their first... <laughs> you guys get married in Burger King at the end. They haven't told you that yet. Hey, do you want to hang around for a bit? Okay. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> you don't sound it, but okay, we're going to make you hang I'm around. I wait under the edge. Uh, have you got any questions for uh, the people who take part in Married at First Sight? Anything you've ever wanted to know about the show, how it happens, what the producers do off screen? <laughs> Olivia, what is your question for either <clears throat> Wayne or Julia from Married at First Sight New Zealand? I guess it's just a general question. I was wondering, do like many of the couples sleep together on the first night? Oh. Sleep together on the first night. They're not going to be able to tell you that, Olivia. <laughs> or just That's give us a lady finger. never tells. A vague response. Well, is, it, is it like, is it quick? Like, do they. You know, do you feel the pressure to? What, what's quick? Like, you... with myself or the partner? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because it would be one of those things where you're like, should we, shouldn't we, should we, shouldn't we? Yeah. Was that something that you were kind of was going through your head during the wedding to be like, oh, my God, am I going to do it? Am I not going to do it? Am I, aren't I? Am I, aren't I? Yeah, I was just wondering if the cameras are still going to be around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when do they knock worry. off? That sort of thing. Like, when does the sweaty sound man remove <laughs> <laughs> himself from my bedroom? Yeah. Is there like a code word or something with if you've got the camera crew in your apartment or wherever you are, is there a code word where you can be like, banana, and it means they have to leave because you guys are going to start like passion or something? Um, or do you not get a choice when they're there? We have to take our there? mics off, but it's quite a... 
No, I'd, I'd pretty much try and give it a crack anyway if they were there. So. <laughs> oh, uh, do you get used to the cameras? I wouldn't like, do that. <laughs> do you actually get used to the cameras? Like, do you, do you kind of pretend they're there or forget they're there or not? Oh, I didn't. Right. <laughs> but yeah. I don't. Yeah. No, pretty much they're in your face all day, so yeah. you just got used to it. Totally. Um, you just become, after a while, you just come, become immune and you just become yourself. And Do you forget you've got a microphone on? Oh, all the time. We do yeah. that all the time. We do that. Well. <laughs> yeah. This will, you, you, I don't know if you've heard this radio show, we forget that there's mics on all the time. <laughs> yeah. stuff we say here. I've done that before uh, on Dancing with the Stars just before we eliminated someone. I was, uh, we would get given the card like just before we'd say it and they would confirm to us, have you heard that the person is this? Have you heard the person is this so that you didn't stuff it up? And I said to Di, hey, did you hear that it was blah, blah? And then I was, for a second there, I thought my mic was on. Could have gotten, if it had been turned up, then everyone would have heard oh, it before geez. the actual no. thing. Oh. Got Wayno and Julezo in here for <laughs> Maths, Married at First Sight, premiering Sunday night. Sarah's on 0800 <coughs> The Edge. What's your question for Julia or Wayne from Married at First Sight? Hi, my question is, um, I was just wondering what the process was of being chosen for Married at First Sight. Like, is it really hard? Nah, just make up heaps of bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you're allowed to say that, Wayne. <laughs> Pass the psych test and you're good. Oh, so they actually sort of analyse quite a lot about you. Like, yeah. yeah. Wayne, you, Wayne's a convicted criminal. Yeah. <laughs> and you no, wouldn't even know. No. You would have to be quite a strong person, I feel, to do something like this. Like, you couldn't be too emotionally fragile after watching uh, the Australian yeah. season and the last New Zealand season. Yeah, you very much. Um, you just got to be pretty much honest with yourself because yeah. you get you get drilled Absolutely. so much. You do, and you can. If you lie, you're going to get caught yeah. out. So yeah. you just got to be genuine and honest the whole time, and that's how you get through it. Can I, I ask? That, obviously, in, in the promo, if you've seen it, it looks like there's a heart attack oh. going on. Oh. Mate, I'm nearly having one now. <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> From you, Wayne. Now, obviously, that was you're okay. Yeah. Well, that spoiler alert. Oh, you're here. Yeah. Well, I just got a bit excited in the lead up to the wedding and went on a few benders. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I had like a couple hours sleep and then I was getting married and I was like, oh shit, I think I'm having a heart attack here. That sounds like Jono over the wedding day. <laughs> like a few benders, not just one. Yeah. Oh. How many benders? The Lindsay, Lohan, the Lindsay Lohan of Merit at First Sight. Oh, uh, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, looking forward to it, guys. Hey, well, well done on taking part in this, uh, well, they call it the experiment, don't they? Mm. Yeah. You want to keep partaking in the experiment, aka, yeah. okay, do you still want us to keep using you for entertainment on television? <laughs> Is it a yes or no? <laughs> but no, well done, guys. It's it's uh, oh, stepping out of your comfort zone, I imagine. Well, that's for sure. God. Well, <laughs> well, we wish you all the best, and we hope that you become the angel and Brett of season two. And yeah. if not, I hope you just get some Instagram followers out of it, so you can <laughs> so you can uh, hock off protein powder or something. No, I just want free booze. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. Fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> Good on you guys, Wayne and Jules. Thanks, From Married at First Sight, hey, after hey, hey. the live auction on the block, TV3, <laughs> I will die for TV3. Thank I bleed TV3. Oh, that's a bit too much. Media works oh, no. for life. We're in contract negotiations at the moment, so you're going a little too hard. News up. <laughs> that is the edge, John O'Ben and Sharon. If only you promoted your own show this much. John O'Ben and Sharon, The Edge.